if we're pandering this episode, common app, <laughs> hear me out. Roll the intro. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Have a War Eagle Day. I'm Thea. I'm Nisha. In today's episode, we're talking about college apps. Yep, the fun November things that every senior has to look forward to. Well, so it's fun. also October and December and January and February. And if you actually listen to what all the adults in your life told you, the summer. <laughs> okay, you know what? I tried. I really tried to get my college essays done over the summer and it just didn't happen. What can you do? The college essays. That, that is what you can do. That, 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 that was my point. Moving onwards. Um, so basically, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the different kinds of college apps. We're going to be talking about uh, our experiences applying and just all of the different aspects that go into college applications. It's a little bit of a more serious topic, but I feel like it's essential to the high school experience or the end of the high school experience. And it's really prominent right now because um, November 1st is right around the corner and a lot of applications are due then. We're also going to be talking a little bit about um, anxiety during the admissions process because I know a lot of people deal with that. Yeah, I feel like college applications as a whole are just such a bittersweet situation i mean obviously you have the whole you're becoming an adult and it's a rite of passage especially you know the feeling when you get accepted into your first college and the feeling of like oh my god i'm not going to be going to the same school system that i've attended for the past yeah it's just very much an emotional roller coaster yeah um but before we get too ahead of ourselves let's talk a little bit about the different types of applications yeah, so there's um, lots of different types of applications, and each college sort of does different setups of how they want you to apply because, heaven forbid, they make life easy for us. Um, yes, what a, what a preposterous idea that would be. How no, dare they? But that, that being said, um, there's restrictive early action, there's early action, early decision, regular decision, and rolling admissions. Those are the five main types of college applications. So... Um, restrictive early they all have their own deadlines restrictive early action um, is basically the same thing as early action it has the same deadline except with restrictive early action you can't apply early to any other private institution so for example if you wanted to apply to say Princeton or Harvard or something like that restrictive early action, you couldn't apply to any of the other Ivy League's early action. Or any other private college, you would only be able to apply to public state universities early. And early action doesn't mean anything other than you just apply earlier, your deadline is earlier, which is why November 1st is such a big deadline for so many people. Because yeah, it's the early application deadline for a lot of schools. Um, UGA was actually October 15th, so that one's out of the way. Yeah, that's, I'm really glad about that. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole point about applying early is that you have a better chance of getting in because fewer people are applying early and you're showing interest. Mm -hmm. So early decision is the next main type 
of um, application and early decision is basically saying that you are making a commitment to this school. Um, if you get in early decision anywhere, you're going to go to that school. Yeah, it's it's pretty binding. And those are terms you'll hear a lot in college is binding versus non-binding. So binding means that you're applying early decision and you are bound to that college. If you get in, you have to go. So in my case, I applied to Northwestern early decision and they don't offer an early action. You either apply early decision or you apply regular. And if I get into Northwestern, I'm going to have to go, which obviously I'm not complaining about. Go Wildcats. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the thing about early decision is that technically it is legally binding, except there are a lot of ways that you can get out of it if you really wanted to. Um, I wouldn't say there's a lot of ways okay, you there can are get so, like, out of it. It's possible. It's possible to get out of it. It's just a little bit difficult. Um, so, okay. The way early decision works, the only way you can truly, quote unquote, get out of it is if you physically cannot pay the financial, um, like you can't pay the financial cost of going there. And um, then you have to appeal to a dean and there's a lot of different steps to it. And the whole point is that unless, you know, your financial aid package ends up being a lot smaller than you ex uh, expected, you end up going because if you opt out of early decision for any other reason, colleges tend to blacklist you. Mm. So I would think long and hard before applying to an early decision college. Yeah. Um, early decision is for those people who know where they're headed. Like that mm -hmm. is the college they want. It's more than just, I would really like to go here. It's I can envision myself living here. Well, more than that, it's like this is... Yeah. the place I want to be for the next four like it's yeah like you have to have a really strong desire yeah. to want to go to that school which I do for Northwestern so if any yeah. admissions officers are listening <laughs> please accept me <laughs> um I would apply early decision to Princeton except they don't offer early decision some schools are like that they won't offer early decision um and some schools won't offer early action. It's mostly one or the other. I don't know if I know any schools that so, do early action and early decision. Well, no. Most schools offer early action and early... Dis er, they Most schools offer early action, right? But restrictive early action mm -hmm. and early decision at a same school are not really... Like, I haven't yeah. seen that. I haven't seen many schools that offer early decision and early action either. No, a lot of schools do that. Like what? Um, like, if they have an early decision application, they're also going to have an early action application. Because I was looking at a bunch of different schools, and the ones that do early decision, for example, um, NYU or Boston, don't really do early action. Because the whole point is if you're applying early, you're doing it because you have that commitment. Um, but if you guys find one, let me know. Correct me. Huh. Um, okay. And then... The next type would be regular decision. Yep. And that's just the normal deadline that most people um, apply to. It's usually later in the year. It's like typically second semester yeah. for most schools. Most uh, regular decision deadlines are January 1st. So, you know, yeah. you start off the new year with anxiety. 
yeah. as you should. Super uh, fun. <laughs> but um, I would recommend that you apply early to as many schools as you can without it obviously like cross-binding. Like if yeah. you're applying early yeah. decision or restrictive, then don't break the rules because if you do and they find out, no bueno. Yeah. Oh, another note about early decision. If you apply early decision to a school, you can't apply early decision to any other school. Yeah, because if you get into both schools, you're not getting into either school. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they will rescind your offers of admissions. Early decision is a very, like, this is the one school that I want to go to process. So don't be that kid. Don't, don't. Yeah, it's don't like the rules. Yeah, it's like the school that if you could only choose one school to apply to, yeah. that's the school. That's the school. Um, and then the fifth one, and it's kind of the oddball out of all of these because all of the other decision plans have a set deadline and then a set time where you will roll, you'll receive your results. But the fifth type of admissions, rolling admissions, is slightly different. Rolling admissions work um based on how early you apply so for example a lot of them open up like in the summer like some yeah. of them open up in yeah. june july and the earlier you apply the earlier you get your decision back and also so they'll open up in the summer and then they won't close for an entire year so yeah you have a really long time you can just apply at your convenience yeah, um, so the whole point of rolling admissions is that you apply at a certain time, and then depending on when you apply, you'll get your decision a few weeks later, um, mm-hmm. or a few days later, depending on how many applications they're receiving at that moment. Yeah. And the whole point is that the earlier you apply, the less people you're competing with, because they have a set number of people that they want to fill that class with, so they're going to just start accepting applicants that they deem fit to attend their college until that class fills up. So the earlier you apply, the better chance you have of getting in. But rolling admissions colleges also make great backup options because, you know, heaven forbid, you don't get into any of your dream schools, you still have that window open to apply for a rolling admissions college. Um, I actually think rolling admissions gives me the most anxiety out of really? all of the application types. Why? Yeah, because like like you said they have a set number of applicants that mm-hmm. they can um accept mm-hmm. and like the earlier you apply um the more likely you are to get in so mm-hmm. like it stresses me out because i feel like there is this deadline that i can't see like oh yeah huh i never thought of it that way i always thought that rolling admissions it gave me the le- it gave me the least anxiety because the waiting period between applying and getting your decision was the smallest and that's the part of the applications process that gives me personally the most anxiety no honestly like the waiting process for me doesn't give me a lot of anxiety because for me it's like out of sight out of mind like i've submitted my application Mm -hmm. there's nothing more i can do Mm -hmm. now it's like up to the admissions counselors all i can do is sit and wait so i thought you were gonna say up to the admissions gods i was (laughs) like i don't know that we should be giving them that much superiority no um but hey if any admissions counselors are listening and you want the superiority please let me we will call you admissions gods just let us into your college (laughs) okay um now that we're done groveling for the admissions counselors (laughs) pandering um yeah so it like for me it's like I it's I, it's not in my hands anymore mm-hmm. so there's no point in sitting around worrying about it but like with rolling admissions like it's kind of looming over me oh. and since 
like they don't give me the deadline it's up to me to set the deadline for myself and i'm not very good with deadlines in general and i guess that's where we're different because i'm great at setting deadlines for myself and um for example i applied to university of missouri columbia mizu um and they do really good missions and i got my decision back the next day and it was so great it's kind of a really weird feeling um because i'm technically like i got into a college but it yeah. doesn't feel like it you know yeah. um it still feels so surreal but i really like rowing admissions for that reason i feel like they make really good backup safeties but also they make really good just like you know when you're gonna get your decision yeah. and you don't have to wait that long yeah i applied to the university of alabama at birmingham um because they have rolling admissions and uh, <laughs> so I sent in my application, but uh-huh. I haven't sent in my ACT scores. And it's on oh. my to-do list. Like, it's on a sticky note on my laptop <laughs> right here. I can see it. I see it every day when I open up my yeah. laptop. I just, like, I haven't gotten around to doing it. And that's the problem for me with <laughs> rolling admissions. Like, it just... Yeah. Why it, didn't you just send them your ACT scores when you sent all your other colleges your ACT scores? Because here's the thing, right? I went to uga's and unc's like uh admission status pages and i looked and uga said they wanted my act scores mm-hmm. but then unc said they didn't want my act scores mm-hmm. so i was like well why would i send my act scores to uab if they don't want them and they hadn't sent me my login for my um, admission status page at that point yet then how did you know that they didn't want them well i didn't but, like, that's the thing. Like, I didn't know if they wanted them or not. Oh, so you sent them to just UGA? Yeah. Why didn't you wait until you got your login for UAB so you could send them together? Because I didn't want to miss the deadline for sending in scores for UGA. Oh, um, by the way, uh, deadlines for sending in scores and recommendations are longer than deadlines for applications. Yeah. Um, those, those are typically extended to, like, about two weeks. After the application yeah. deadline because... Um, that way it gives your teachers a little bit of time for recommendations. And your counselors. And, which, oh, I do not envy counselors college. No, oh, gosh. College Imagine writing, yeah. having to write recommendations for hundreds of kids. A lot of them who haven't ever talked to you. Yeah. It doesn't sound job. fun. But, but moving on, I feel like we should also talk about different application mediums. So when you apply to college, there's lots of different methods you can apply to the most com <laughs> the most common one is common app common app and it's the common application and it's basically like a portal where you give them all of your information your name grade yeah. all of your demographics your scores it's, it's really nice because you don't have to fill in like the general information that every single mm-hmm. college asks for you don't have to fill it in for every single college you're applying to and if you're applying to like multiple it gets tedious so that's that's why common app and application portals like it are really nice um they have a really wide range of schools too yeah so like any most schools that you want to apply to you can probably mm-hmm. find on common app and if you can't find it on common app you can find it on coalition which is the second most popular or like i guess they're equally popular yeah um application portal and it's set up similarly to common app it has a few more tabs you can like organize colleges on there mm-hmm. and like 
set up your homepage. It looks a little different. To be honest, I haven't explored Coalition too much because I only made an account because UT Austin doesn't have yeah, a common yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. So I made an account, but I, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, hey, that's why I made an account too. <laughs> Honestly, Texas schools, man. Texas it's schools. so difficult to apply to them. And then also California schools. Uh, so any of the UCs, like UC Berkeley, UC San Diego, UC San Francisco, mm-hmm. They are not on Common App or Coalition, I think. They have their own portal. And the Texas schools also have their own portal as well. Which is kind of frustrating if you're applying to, like, one of the schools (laughs) and you have to make accounts for, like, it's a whole thing. Um, But if you are applying to multiple colleges, colleges, definitely check out Common App. It is such a helpful tool. I love the way it's set up. They have a tab for all of your colleges that are on your list and you can go in and answer the essay questions and the supplementals for each one and then just fill out all of your general information on another page and when you apply it gives you a nice little cute pdf of like what your application is going to look like for the college counselors admission officers and it's really really helpful. I love the way it's set up. 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) um sponsor us i don't know what else Uh, do you say what actually being sponsored by common app would be so cool common app do you want to if we're pandering this episode common app (laughs) hear me out have a worryable day south Side high school (laughs) send us a check I'm i'm just kidding um no but seriously we could fund some new podcasting equipment maybe get some new audio that we would have to ask Mr. Rayonis for podcast equipment every week. Yeah, Which, shout out to, shout out to Mr. Rayonis and for, his PPS class for letting us borrow their podcast equipment and check out their podcast too. It's called The Elephant in the Room. It's on Spotify, and they do a lot of things that we're doing. Like they talk. I think they've got an episode on college jobs, probably. I, probably. Yeah. Um, I know they've talked about the IBCP program, which not many people know about. And so definitely check that out. They have really, really good views on different topics that uh, teenagers aren't normally asked about. So I think it's uh, it's, it's a really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, I think we should talk about like the different components of applications. Okay. Wait. But first, so in the first episode, you kept saying, "What was the transition?" You kept transitioning with. Uh, moving on no for the first episode it was something different i think oh Oh, maybe it was moving on you know we are not here to attack my transition i think we should okay let us know everyone let us know what you guys think about naisha's transitioning skills um well actually you know what instead of beating me up provide (laughs) some constructive criticism and let us know what transitions you would like me to use i'll make a list We'll make a bingo board. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Um, uh, You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at SFH's Bird Feed. And our website is thebirdfeed.org. So check us out. Okay. So next, let's talk about the different components of applications. So... If you have breathed near a college, you will know <laughs> that they all talk about how they use a holistic process. And no one knows what that means. But the holistic process basically means that colleges aren't going to just look at your scores and your GPA to um, 
you know decide whether or not you get in they're gonna look at your extracurriculars um your essays your recommendations basically every aspect of what you put into the application will be torn apart ripped to shreds yep evaluated there we go that's a (laughs) euphemism um but yeah uh, so the whole point of that is if you know grades aren't your strong suit you have other parts of your application yeah you still have a fighting chance yeah and i I like it, and I hope that, like, they do actually give the weight to um, yeah, I those think, things as well. Honestly, with uh, the holistic process, it can cause as much anxiety as it alleviates. Mm-hmm. Like, it is super nice to know that colleges aren't just looking at your grades and nitpicking them. Um, and, like, th- you can give them context for why maybe your grade in one class isn't as great as your grade in another class. Yeah. Um, but also college essays i know for a lot of people can feel really stressful mm-hmm. um i think the like applications as a whole because it's like you're taking the essence of who you are as a person yeah. and you know sort of stuffing it into these boxes of like 600 yeah. words and especially like, like your one number your um general overall essay like the common app essay that they have you write mm-hmm. like it's only 650 words you are reducing your entire existence to 650 words um, but which is why I know that a lot of people will focus their essay on one aspect of themselves and yeah. try, instead of trying to cram all of themselves into the essay. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of people recommend is pick an aspect of you that isn't maybe as shining yeah. in the rest of your application. Like if you spent your entire application talking about like, you know, you playing a sport, maybe in your personal essay, talk about another hobby that you have that people might not yeah. know about. Um, (laughs) so I wrote my personal essay on my interest in astrology Mm -hmm. because I've been studying it since sixth grade and I'm super passionate about it. And that's not really something a college admissions counselor is going to see from looking at the rest of my application. And I wrote my common app essay on the semicolon, Mm -hmm. um, which you guys might be like, what the heck is she talking about? But I'm a huge grammar and linguistics nerd, and the semicolon is my favorite punctuation mark, but I basically used my essay to talk about how the semicolon semicolon represents so many things in my life. It represents, um, you know, continuing and joining two sentences together, no matter how unlike they might be, and neither one of the sentences has to change. Like, in any other sort of grammatical situation, you'd have to put a comma in one or a or a conjunction but a semicolon just joins them together and you don't have to change either one which i feel like is how i would want to be in my relationships or the fact that it's the symbol for suicide prevention month or how it Mm -hmm. represents my love for language and journalism and like the nuances in language so that's kind of what my essay was about and i was really proud of it by the end um my first draft was not great uh (laughs) miss bagwell can confirm uh she told you to rewrite it I don't want to talk about it, but I think it really helped me improve. So definitely, definitely, definitely have your teachers read your essays. Yeah, um, and Mrs. Mack reads essays too at the College and Career Center. Mm -hmm. So if you ever need help, you can ask her, ask your English teachers. Ask, I would, okay. The issues with having people read your essays is that it's a very slippery slope. You have to find the magic number for you. Yeah, so don't ask too many people or else your voice is going to get lost. But like, 
you should get some insight into it and also ask people that aren't just going to tell you it's amazing yeah ask people that you know are going to give you constructive criticism yeah don't don't ask people that are going to be like this sucks and won't help you at all Mm -hmm. but at the same time ask a friend who you know you have that relationship with where if they tell you that there's some things that can be worked on you won't be hurt yeah like they have the place in your life where they can critique you and you yeah feel offended yeah um but i feel like the common app prompts kind of encompass everything yeah remind us what the common app prompts are again so obviously there's the very last one which is just write an essay oh yeah and whatever whatever you want just give us an essay um but there's a lot of other ones for example the first one is some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this sounds like you, then please share your story. I know that one's super popular. I've heard a ton of people doing it. That's the one I did. Um, also, the second one, the lessons we take from obstacles or um, that we encounter. So talk about a time you faced a challenge and how it affected you. That one's a little bit tricky. You have to make sure you don't spend too much time on the obstacle itself yeah. and talk more about your uh, growth as a person because of it. Yeah. So um, I think with um, the essay prompts, like they're really just more of a suggestion. They're mm-hmm. not like you don't have to write your essay exactly on what that prompt is asking because there's always that last option of uh, write an essay about anything at all. So, like, the prompts kind of guide your thinking, and if you want to deviate from that, then that's totally fine. And also, if you guys ever need help, like, figuring out what to write for a personal essay, check out the College and Career Center. There are a lot of great resources there. Yeah, um, and just if you could only tell the admissions officers one more thing about yourself, what mm-hmm. would it be? Yeah. And why would it be that? Also, (laughs) this is a fun little transition, but I would highly, highly recommend that you check out Hugh Gallagher's college essay. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a writer and he wrote a satirical, sorry, he wrote a satirical college essay um, for the Scholastic Art and Writing competition and he won and he got into NYU with that essay. And it's basically a satire. What an icon. It's a, basically a satire on the classic resume essay oh. because a lot of times the students will make the mistake of basically making their essay a second resume and trying to cram all their accomplishments in there mm-hmm. instead of reflecting on an aspect of their personality yeah. as a human. Yeah, so your personal essay is really about who you are like as a person. The college admissions counselors want to get to know you. They want to be able to... They basically are trying to visualize you in their school, right? Like, they're trying to see if you would be a good fit. Um, and so they kind of need to know you as a person to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little, little snippet of his essay. Right. Um, basically, it says he goes through a bunch of these extravagant accomplishments that he's quote-unquote done and it's supposed to be a mockery of people that sort of just try to, you know, shove in like, yeah. I'm the president of every club at my school and I cured cancer. And so that's that's kind of the um, point of this essay. But I am an abstract artist, a concrete analyst and a ruthless buggy. Critics worldwide swoon over my original line of corduroy evening, evening wear. I don't perspire. 
I am a private citizen, yet I receive fan mail. I have been caller number nine and have won the weekend passes. Last summer, I toured New Jersey with a traveling centrifugal force demonstration. I bat 400. My deft floral arrangements have earned me fame in international botany circles. Children trust me. <laughs> um, and that's just a paragraph from the Children essay. Children trust me. I love that last line. But um, the entire essay, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. It, like, it helped me a lot with essay anxiety because it made me realize that it's not, you know, it's it, not the end of the world. Yeah. You can have fun with it. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know that's cliche and like we've all heard it and you're like, ugh why but like honestly that's all there is to it just be yourself um i also think that we should talk about recommendations yes and approaching teachers for recommendations but also just for guidance as a whole yeah so um when you're approaching a teacher about a recommendation first of all you want to try and do it as early as possible yes um because first of all teachers are not required to write your recommendations it's something that they are doing um because they want to help you and for they probably get tons of requests to write recommendations all the time so like just ask them early be respectful keep in mind that they're doing this as a favor to you yeah don't the worst thing you can do is feel like you're entitled to a recommendation because you're not yeah that's honestly like teachers don't like that um and to be honest if you ask a teacher that way they're not going to want to write you a good recommendation that too yeah which brings me to my next point as our wonderful theory of knowledge and history teacher mr kevin denny says (laughs) ask them to write you an enthusiastic recommendation not just a recommendation an enthusiastic recommendation because teachers can say like oh she does her work but you want to find a teacher that is passionate about enough about like who you are as a person and knows enough about who you are as a person to um really write about your work ethic but also just the quirks in your personality that they've noticed yeah just like because also if you choose a teacher that like you have a good relationship with like it says a lot about how you get along with people how you um work with authority figures as well yeah and like it reflects better on you as a person because it lets admissions counselors know that you're actually going to try and talk to your professors in college and Mm -hmm. you're involved Mm -hmm. in your classes um yeah i i just feel like college is just as stressful for teachers as it is for students because Yes, we're deciding our future and all, but teachers have to deal with so many of us. Yeah. Um, I don't be that student that makes, you know, a teacher's day go from bad to worse. Yeah, and, like, also ask early because if you ask, mm-hmm. like, two days before the deadline, mm-hmm. the teachers aren't going to have any time. And chances are they'll probably say no because that's a lot of work in, like, two days. Yeah, Um. remember, college es- college recommendations are entire essays, and mm-hmm. when you ask a teacher last minute, you're telling them, hey, grade my test, teach me, educate me, come up with lesson plans, and also write this entire essay, you know? Yeah. And it, and the same way that your essays for class are really, really bad and don't actually answer the question and would probably get a C when you do them last minute, 
it's gonna be the same for the teachers and even if it's not and even if they give you a great recommendation it's not fair to them it's not so just ask early save yourself and and also like why wouldn't you ask early because i feel like like okay so after you apply to college after you apply through like common app right the college will send you an email with logins for your application portal Mm -hmm. and that portal will be where you'll see like all of the documents they've received so far so like your test scores um the actual application your transcript transcripts recommendations yeah so it's super like it gives me a lot of anxiety to be like okay all of my application parts are checked off except for recommendations yeah there's like an x on there grr so like don't do that to yourself or your teachers yeah and also like a lot of teachers have cutoffs for how many recommendations they're willing to write just because they get Mm -hmm. asked so much so the earlier you ask the more likely you are to actually get a recommendation and finally make sure you ask a teacher from your junior or senior year of high school as much as you loved you know your freshman lit teacher because i'm sure we all loved our freshman lit teacher for sure (laughs) they're not going to be able to attest to how you are now because I'm sure like we all have we've all changed so much yeah in high school so they're not going to be able to give like college as an accurate representation of who you are as a senior if you they taught you as a freshman yeah that being said if you've like worked with them through your junior and senior year like mm-hmm. let's say you had a teacher you were your freshman year but they're also the advisor of a club you're president of mm-hmm. that's different then you should yeah. probably ask them definitely um so another thing about uh, recommendations, you want to make sure you give your teachers your senior profile. Um, that's really oh, yeah. important. Make sure you fill out your senior profile. So a senior profile is basically a document that is talking about like your interests and you know your goals and all of that. And it's a PDF and it's on the counseling website. Make sure you fill it out. It's super important, especially to send to your counselor because your teachers might know you well enough to fill out the recommendation without your profile, but I guarantee you the counselor will want it. Definitely. Um, also about maybe like a week before your application deadline just email the teachers who are writing you recommendations pop in their classroom say hey uh my application is due in a week just like gently remind them that that is a thing like your recommendation (laughs) is a thing that they need to do (laughs) yeah um that being said don't remind them every day though yeah that explode (laughs) just like remind them once Um, a week before the deadline okay so next we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety and mental health again with the terrible transitions okay fine (laughs) i'll transition by asking you a question what about the college application process gives you the most anxiety and then what is something that you found to be really anxiety relieving during the process okay um what gives me the most anxiety is um gosh this is kind of hard probably like just deadlines in general Mm -hmm. because like it feels like I have a long time but then the time is also a lot shorter than um I think it is and then also like it's not something like okay say if it were a deadline for a math assignment right like I go to math every other day um like that assignment is kind of staring me in the face right Mm -hmm. Um, but there's nothing to constantly remind me about college applications, which is yeah. kind of funny because everyone's talking <laughs> about it. Yeah. And juniors will definitely ask, 
looking at you juniors in my French class they will <laughs> definitely be like hey so how are college applications going as if they don't know that you are stressed out of your mind um honestly like anxiety during the college application process is understandable I mean mm-hmm. 40 only 45 percent of high school students actually feel ready for college wow according to a that's a really low statistic youth, youth truth survey huh. so I just feel like how do you feel ready you know like yeah like it's it's such a big change in your life like how i just okay i think more than the deadlines though what gives me the most anxiety is like the thought of not getting into my dream school yeah and then having to figure out having to settle no not, not having settle. to settle like having to choose between all of the other options because oh. i'm terribly indecisive um and i don't like making decisions i make all of my decisions as last minute and spontaneously as possible because that um it it makes me less anxious to do that so but you can't do that with college because you're deciding the next four years of your life like yeah you can't do that last minute not even just the academics like it's the environment that you're going to be in the The people people you're you're going to meet yeah. yeah um like just your surroundings where you're living like it's a whole bunch of things and it's a really big decision so like that part of it is like that's the part that gives me the most anxiety Mm -hmm. um to cope with it honestly the way I cope with most things is I don't think about it like if it's not something that I have to be worried about immediately like it's not something that's pressing and near the immediate future I just won't think about it like I'll just put it out of my mind compartmentalize put it tuck it away in a neat little box Mm -hmm. until I need to revisit it um so the part that gives me the most anxiety and this is kind of unique to me is because I'm not a citizen I don't have a social security number and because of that I can't get financial aid which by the way to get financial aid for college you have to fill out this thing called FAFSA as an application it's really long and tedious and annoying oh, but yeah. if you don't fill it out you don't get any money so make sure you do that except I can't do that because I don't have a social security number thanks for reminding me to fill out my FAFSA <laughs> you still have I'm so I'm telling you I'm really bad with all of these like looming deadlines man so let me get this straight you're really bad when you have a set deadline you have to meet but it's also not when you have to make your own deadlines no it's like if i have a set deadline to meet and like i'm constantly reminded about it then it's all good like as long like if it's in my you're telling me you don't get like a thousand emails every day telling you to fill out fafsa no i get a thousand emails i don't i get a thousand emails every day telling me to fill out fafsa maybe you should forward them all to me don't even have a social security number i'll just set up like something that's just send them to you because i can't fill out fafsa um and that means that for a lot of colleges i can't get financial aid um some colleges are need aware for international students which basically means like they will give me aid um like northwestern but that will count against me in the college application process and that gives me so much anxiety because i applied early decision what if i apply I get in with aid, which is already really hard because it counts against me, but then it's not enough aid or mm-hmm. I can't apply for more. Like, that's terrifying. Like, that gives me the most anxiety. As for coping with it, um, reading that guy's essay, <laughs> Hugh Gallagher, the essay, read it. It's great. 10 out of 10 would recommend. But also just 
weirdly enough, looking at statistics makes me feel better. Which really? is not which is not something that a lot of students would like be like, why would you do that? But um you have to look at the right statistics. I don't know. I feel like I've always been told that like getting into these schools, like when you see the like percent and it's like a two percent acceptance rate, mm. it gives you so much anxiety. But when you actually look into the statistics, you'll see the amount of students that like apply just for like like don't even meet like the bare minimum mm. GPA requirements, you know? So like once you narrow it down and you think of like your individual situation, you'll see that the acceptance rates are actually a lot higher than you might think. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I just don't know if I personally would do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a me thing. I like it it just makes me feel safer, you know? It makes that me makes feel sense. safer to know like okay, yes this like Harvard has like a what is it? 5% acceptance rate? I think so. But if you actually look at their like there's this thing called the um, CSS. Every college has to fill it out. It's like the demographics of everyone that's applied there and stuff. But if you look at it, like there's so many people that have like a really like they they don't they apply for fun, you know? Yeah. Like they they know that they're not going to get in, but they apply because it's Harvard and it's a joke to apply there for fun, even if you know you're not going to get in. Mm-hmm. So once you take all those kids out, once you think about your individual like situation, I feel like that makes me a lot less anxious because it makes me realize that like I have a better chance than all of these tiny tiny numbers make it seem like I do I don't know I feel like that would just make me feel like I had less of a chance maybe but I feel like you also have more of a chance than you I feel like most people going to South Forsyth High School have a much bigger chance of getting into the college they want to get into than they think they do because South has like so many opportunities and as long as you take like adequate adequate up like advantage of those opportunities like you'll be fine perhaps let's hope so (laughs) (laughs) um we'll Um, find out december 15th (gasps) we should do an episode on our decisions oh god we we're gonna put that in our pocket (laughs) and revisit it at a later date depending on whether we get in yeah depending on um how we feel about where we do get into and where we don't get into yeah um that might be an episode but um going back to the whole coping with anxiety bit i honestly feel like talking things out with people Mm -hmm. is always a good help um i'm not the huge fan of just talking in general i'm not much of a talkative person which is odd because i'm on a podcast but we're not gonna talk about that um so i really like it's I don't know if this is entirely healthy or not, but I kind of like <laughs> um, just escaping for a little bit, like with a book, mm-hmm. um, because it's like you don't have to think about your life. So you just avoid thinking about it is what we've learned. Yes. It's, it's, I feel like it's a really compartmentalization is <laughs> really helpful in a lot of situations Um, is it healthy i'm not sure i will get back to you on that (laughs) what we've learned is thea likes to push things out of her mind and i like to delve deeper into them pretty much anxious um i also really like drinking green tea when i'm anxious because i really like the warmth it just it's i don't know it feels really nice i do eat i eat i snack a lot when i'm anxious which Mm. is not um 
it helps that's all i'm gonna say about that (laughs) um anyways yeah uh but if you want more um if you want us to delve deeper into like healthy coping mechanisms and stuff we are going to have a podcast episode on mental health coming out sometime so just like dm us on instagram or something or leave a comment on the web the bird feed uh twitter is a thing that you can also do yeah um but just you know reach out to us uh track us down at school if you want to i guess but maybe don't track us down at school mm-hmm. if you see us ask us but yeah, sure we're, that was a better way to put it yeah um anyways we hope that this episode was helpful to you guys uh, we're just two seniors applying to college this is everything that we've learned and all of the wisdom. Yeah, and also take everything we said with a grain of salt. Like, we don't know everything. We, like, this is what we've heard from other people applying. This is what we heard from, like, um, these have been our experiences. Yeah, and, like, what we've been told by teachers and older kids that have applied and gotten into places. And so take it all with a grain of salt. Nothing certain. In the college admissions process, it's very... And if you want to talk to an actual expert, make sure to go to the College and Career Center. Even if you're not a senior, if you're a junior just wanting to know what kind of options there are, go there, look at it, research it, get a good base of what, like, get a good foundation of knowing how the application process works so then you can actually go into specifics. Yeah, it has, they have a lot of resources. Yep, and as always, have have a War Eagle Eagle day. Day.